Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we've got to give you the key word here for the 11 o'clock hour. KJRFM brings you the $1,000 power play. Listen each weekday, every hour between 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. And the nationwide keyword to enter right now on our website, ladies and gentlemen, it's cash. It's cash right now to 933kjr.com. It's Puck and the go to guy with you here live from the Washington Athletic Club, the final Morris Trophy Award luncheon uh, today. Uh, Troy Fautanu will be awarded on the offensive side, offensive lineman for UW, left tackle. Uh, 16th Husky to win that award, 7th offensive lineman. Uh, Leatu Latu, defensive end UCLA, will collect it on the defensive side. Again, uh, for those uh, unaware, this uh, award started back in 1980. was a wife of a Washington offensive lineman. She went to Don James. Hey, I think we need to come up with an award to honor uh, the interior offensive lineman. And that was the birth of the Morris Trophy Award. And uh, Latu will become the third Bruins defender uh, to win it and the fifth Bruin overall in a luncheon happening uh, later today. And we're here for the final one of the you know Pac-10, Pac-12 a version of it. We'll see if it expands maybe with Pac-2, just Oregon State, Washington State next season, or he'll just go dishonoring Washington. We'll have, to, we'll have to use a different verb than expands. Yeah, it, that's true. It'll shrink. It will. It will shrink. shrink right. Mountain West is part of the West, right? Uh, players can vote on it uh, there. Uh, we spent uh, the last time talking about the Seahawks ownership and, and all that, and where they go with Burt Cold and, and Jody Allen. And, it's a huge decision, and I just I just don't want them to screw it up. Just don't want them to get in the way. Because in Portland, it's just become a mess. And I and the counter to that is always, well, they don't really care about the Blazers. She doesn't. She cares more about the Seahawks. Okay, well, but, okay, so let's say that's true. That they don't care about that team. But you own it. Shouldn't they care? Shouldn't you care about it? <laughs> I would think so. You yeah. care about it if you don't care. If you don't care, sell it. Uh, yeah, I, I would think that you'd want to find the best administrators, coaches, general managers that you could possibly find to uh, increase your enjoyment of the team that you own and and have. That's a, you know the thing with the Mariners. I just sit there and I go, man, you know, how much money can one person have? How much? I mean, how much money does it take? You, you look at what what those guys bought what they buy teams for and then what they sell them for later on it's and in the meantime why don't you just spend a bunch of money and have everybody be happy and create a legacy uh, especially with the mariners i look i mean the seahawks have a legacy they've won a super bowl the mariners haven't won anything and so the, that, that's what i'd be cool understand. to be the first you'd be wow. the first owner like hey man you guys finally did it in 2028 but and you have such an opportunity especially with that organization to really be transparent and and open and and a willingness to uh, be available and they have that ownership group is as secretive as any ownership group i've ever seen yeah you just don't you don't hear from them you you get snippets of it they they make mistakes publicly uh pr wise it's it's 
you know, this this disappointing of a season that you can remember because there were so many high expectations of the Mariners last year, and now we we carry over into this off season. I mean, Jim, we are 26 days away from pitchers and catchers, and if if I keep hearing, well, they're going to do something more. Well, I mean, there's 20, and I know they can make moves in spring training, but we are less than a month. We are one month away, basically, from playing the first game. The first yeah, game pitchers and catchers, I think, what, Valentine's Day? February so, 16th. We're 20, today, the 26, we're 26 days away. Yeah. They are, it's February 24th is the first spring training game, and that's a little over a month. Yeah, you just sit there and you look at the Mariners as constructed, and you think at least one. <laughs> you're really going to have Urias as your starting third baseman? Oh, I mean, is it just Urias, at, Urias? I don't even know how to say the kid's name. Urias, I mean, he's, he's, look, he's not good enough to, for me to even figure out how to do it. Look what you have in left field. <laughs> look what you have in right field. Look what you have in second. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, maybe Rayleigh will be gangbusters, you know, and maybe the platoon thing will work. I, I, I'm, I'm so sick of hearing about platoon situations and how they, they look good on paper and, and don't really seem to pan out. And then the bigger picture stuff, Buck, I just I look at what the Dodgers did. And, you know, for a while there I'm thinking, man, that'd be cool to be a Dodgers fan and, you know, have ownership that spends like that. And there's another part of me that's kind of burned out on baseball totally, just like, how can you possibly, like, whatever the Mariners do in the next couple of weeks, on paper, are they ever going to win a seven-game series against the Dodgers? I mean, no. They, I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they could they pitch could. lights. They could pitch lights out. But is, you I know, mean, I don't, money's is not. Is Luke Rayleigh going to give you, you know, like some sort of ninth-inning home well, he run? Could. And, he could. You never know. He could. He could. I mean, but I just, I just, I hate the way baseball is, where you know there's not any limit to what you can do. Well, and the Mariners right. don't even. Okay, fine, whatever. But I, is it okay if I don't like it the way it is? Sure. It doesn't seem fair. It's not. It's not equal like it is in the NFL, where you've got, you know, restraints where you can't just go out willy nilly and do whatever well, you want. Well, that's a separate conversation. Should it be? Well, I think so. I, I do. I, so I you're just, a proponent. For, I mean, because there's, so there's there, sometimes I sit there and go, God, the Mariners haven't done enough. You know, they need to do more, and I think everybody feels that way. But at at the same time, I'm going, well, who the hell is going to beat the Dodgers? You know, I mean, it's well, just they, like they didn't win it last year, and they spent a bunch of money. Yeah, I know, I know. It just it, Yankees spent it, a bunch it, of money. Just, and didn't it, win. it bothers me. It might be you know unjustified. It might be irrational. It might be all those things. But I just I'm going, you know, that's. That that shouldn't be allowed. I mean, okay, you, you went and got Otani, but to add all those other pieces too, and you can just spin through the roof, and and there's no stopping it. You got what a luxury tax, but they don't care about that. Yeah, it's it's, it's a bigger picture deal. I, you know, here in Seattle though, yeah, do I want the Mariners to do more? Sure, and with their pitching staff, could they knock off the Dodgers? Yeah, sounding like Dick Fane. Uh but no, you're sounding like Joseph Stalin. But continue. There's. <laughs> Well, whatever. I don't care what I'm sounding like. Carl honestly, Marks, little I'm Carl just Marks. being honest. I'm just being honest. I don't. I mean, do you do you honestly like whatever the Mariners do in the next three weeks? I mean, is it going to be anywhere close to having a team like the Dodgers? Well, no. But and is it going to be no anywhere, one, anywhere close to Texas or no Houston? One, no. But no one's going to have that. But but you're. But this is they they're done. I mean, there there's no one else out there. Well, I mean, I guess right. Bell, when I was away, Bellinger didn't sign right. I didn't miss that. Yeah. So well, Bellinger's still out there if you want him. You want Cody? Yeah, Kenyon? there's 
Nobody's, nobody's been signing anybody. But there's no indication that, that Cody Bellinger is going to sign here. But I just think it's a, a product of, of an ownership group that has been in charge for a very long time, that, that for the majority of their ownership they have been uh, disappointing. Now, a guy that will not be with them is Jared Kelnick. And uh, Jared Kelnick was on, uh, which is a great podcast, a bunch of former players on there. Uh, Todd Frazier was on it last night. Uh, A.J. Prezinski is on it. It's called Foul Territory. Uh, uh, Ken Rosenthal's on it a bunch. It's, I think, a really cool show. I like listening to it. And, I mean, it's, it's at times I don't listen to the whole thing. They, they do a good job putting on a lot of snippets and, and cuts. Now, there's one that's out there that most everyone has played by now is the Jared Kelnick one, talking about the 54%. We're going to get to that. Actually, it's going to be the first one we'll play. But there's other cuts in there and other sound bites. About 32 minutes that he spent with those guys yesterday as I was listening to it, driving around uh, once again to uh, Bellevue and then um, and then down to our, our local shawarma place to get some uh, euros. And uh, so I listened to the whole thing. It was fabulous. Uh, shawarma prints on uh, 15th Avenue, by the way, in Ballard. Uh, real good. That's at $18 euro, though? Uh, it was a n- no, but it was pricey. I, I, let me just inflation. Let me just ask you. In, in Schwarmer Prince, this is not a knock on you. Inflation, I get it. I want you to see if both you and Chris closest to the pin. Okay. Let's see. Uh, three euro sandwiches. Doesn't matter. It's chicken, lamb. Just three fries. A Greek salad, and then a a, a hummus, a euro hummus plate, which is just. Hummus with euro meat on top of it. Mm-hmm. Closest to the pin, what do you think that cost? Go ahead, kid. Now, what do you think it costs with, I'll give you the price and then with tip. Closest to the pin. Price with with tip. No, I'll give you the price just normal and then what I did with the tip. Oh, okay. okay. Chris, you have a guess. I'll say 73. Okay, I, I was going to go with 82. Okay, you, uh, Chris is right, $76. Now with tip it was ninety one. Oh my! Well, I get twenty percent. They were great. They were very nice. Yeah. <laughs> but Jesus. But I mean, is, you, you paid it. I mean, I know. I know I did. <laughs> and you enjoyed it because it, it you, paid, you gave twenty percent. It was very good. I enjoyed the 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 gentleman's company. It was very good. It was very helpful. All right. So Jared Kelnick was on foul territory yesterday. Which again, it's where like every Mariner goes. After they've been removed or said something to vent, uh, Paul Seawald has been on there a bunch. Cal Raleigh went on there to talk about you know the comments he made after the season, all that. Uh, Jared Kelnick was on it yesterday. Uh, the first cut, he was talking about the 54% comment that Jerry Depoto made is not going to help the team moving forward. The comments, like the 54% thing, like another one I can think of is like the the prime Babe Ruth thing. The whole goal is to eliminate all of the distractions and BS that comes with playing in the big. So like if you can simplify it for the players as much as you possibly can, you're going to get the most out of your guys. And I think that when you have stuff like that, you're bringing unwanted, unneeded attention to the team. And I agree with that. And I didn't even think about that. And they went on. There was a further discussion, which I didn't include in there. I didn't even think about it because that comes after the season. So Kelnick's gone by this. I mean, well, the, the season's over. But he, remember the prime Babe Ruth thing? He mentioned that, you know, it's just stuff that I, when Jared put it in that context, it is adding unwanted pressure to the team. And then they later discussed this that I think will be a storyline 
if it were a different market. And and I say that because there really is only one independent person that covers the team. And Todd Frazier brought this up. And why Todd Frazier said it was a dumb comment why he brought this, the 54% is, is because what do you think they're these players, when they open up spring training next month, they're going to be asked about? Now, maybe not so much here because, again, you've got like three people that cover the team that are paid by the team. Well, it would be the first and time you had access to the players. It's the first time that you have full access to the entire team. Now, the first question to all these players should be about that. What do you make of the 54% comment? Now, will it be? We'll see. But, again, there's only one independent outlet that covers the team. So, we'll, 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 I don't know if, if that outlet wants to sit there and go all in, if the Times wants to go all in with it. You know, you're you're putting yourself out there where the other, you know, the other entities are not going to ask that. They just will not, and you know that. Well, and knows. the problem with with asking that question is is that you're not going to get an honest answer from a current player, probably. Okay, but that has okay, to be asked because it, it'll be BS whatever they give you because they're they're going to be probably talked to before the reporters get in there and say, hey, sure. if the 54% comes up, here's how you answer it. But you think it will be asked and should be asked. Yeah, and I, you I, think I, I think so. Especially, I mean, I, I know a lot of time has passed, but like you're saying, it's the first time that it's the first time reporters they're all there. have had the access. And, and the, the point of it is, and what Frazier and, the, and they were saying after that soundbite was, is later in that podcast, was it's unfair to them to have to sit there and now answer it. They should be talking about what they do in the offseason. What do you look ahead to this year? What do you got to work on? Now, because the, the general manager after the season made this comment that no one understood what he was trying to say, now these players, even though time has passed, are most likely in a month have got to answer this. And maybe it's not by the local guys, but when the national guys go oh. there, they're going to ask it. Right. Yeah, and so if you're the local guy, you feel like you got to get the jump on the national guy, and sure. so you have to ask it. Of course. No, it's and, and that it's pretty obvious to everyone, and probably more obvious to the players that that in this off season the Mariners haven't done enough. I mean, you, right? You, you can argue that they they did more the previous off season, and we know how badly that went. But but this this year, I mean, getting a, a broken down Mitch Haniger back as your starting right fielder. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's just a lot of things to wonder about with this current team. The next, uh, the next two ones are, are kind of telling, obviously, of how he feels. You got to read or listen between the lines, I guess, of what he's saying, but what what he really is saying about his time uh, in Seattle. He said he uh, right now he loves Atlanta. Uh, what he loves about Atlanta is how straightforward they have been so far. It was super refreshing because it was just a no kind of mentality like he just said here's how here's the situation here's how we value you this is what we think of you and we look forward to getting to know you more along the way and we know that you're you're gonna enjoy it here i come from a family where it's a no mentality too like i'm not afraid of the truth and i can hear it just tell me so to hear that right away it was like i knew after that first conversation i was like this is this is gonna be good for me like this is gonna be great feels like he's insinuating that that wasn't the case here that's the way I read it too. It was that there's totally different here. That nothing is, and he'll talk about it in this next clip about how, again, if he were a GM, if he were running a team, he would like, if he were in that position of running a team, that the key for those front office people is to be more transparent, listen to the players more. Again, this is just me. If I'm a GM or if I am running a team, my biggest thing is like I would want to 
I would want to pick the brains of the guys that are on my team because they're gonna they're not gonna lie to me. They're gonna tell me how it is. In the clubhouse, those guys have your back and they'll tell you how it is. I would hope that GMs lean on their players because I think it can be really valuable. Again, it feels like it's another dig at him and DePoto, where we have heard from I think players, whether when they've been here and haven't been here, that it's just he doesn't feel like he has much of a relationship at all with these players. And when, I don't know, should a GM should a GM have a relationship with these players, Jim? Well, I think so. I mean, you just have to go across town. Look at John Schneider. Don't you think John Schneider is in that locker room and, and probably relates on a personal level more to those players than DeBoto does? I, I, I get that sense from him. You have to keep your distance a little bit. But, though. no, I mean, and you have to – yeah, I don't know how they how they do it, how they balance all of that out. I mean, I, I suppose, you know, a, a good general manager would say, hey, look, you know, it's a business, and, you know, down the road, you know, we're going to have to maybe cut ties with you. But it, until then, you know, you know, then you start talking about the, the togetherness and everything that goes into Yeah, I would think that there would be more of a personable part of that with a general manager, but I – I don't get the sense that I, I think there's a, a big separation with Jerry and Feels that way. and the Mariners. But you could also probably trot out examples of other GMs sure. that operate the way DePoto does and absolutely. have been successful. So. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't seem like he's a guy pregame, postgame. He's walking through the clubhouse talking to guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Doesn't strike me. And it's weird because he was a player. But I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. He's a pitcher. He was a player. I mean, he was in that. You would think that maybe he'd want that, but maybe now that he's out of it, the separation of church and state. Now you're going to ask, what was Jared's relationship with Jerry DePoto? Well, he tells you right here. He had called me when I got traded, and the the last time I had spoken to him was maybe I saw him once when I was walking off the field after batting practice and like, I just said, Hey, how you doing? And we talked a little bit, but no, there isn't much communication there. I, uh, yeah, I didn't talk to him much. <laughs> he thought about elaborating yeah, and then just left it. At now I don't think this is all Jared Apoto a bad guy and he's the worst. I think some of this happens to fall on Jared Kelnick. I mean, Jared Kelnick is, and he's still very young and he's still got a lot of room and areas to grow. But one of the reasons why they fell off was because he had a temper tantrum last year and broke his foot by kicking a, a water cooler. Don't you think, though, if you're a general manager, that you see a young player that you, I mean, you traded away a lot to get him. He was the marquee guy in that trade with the Mets, and you, you're counting on him. He's finally at the big league level. Don't you think when you see that guy struggling that at some point – Kelnick in that soundbite would have said, you know, it was really cool when Jerry came up to me down in Peoria one time and, you know, said, yeah, we're expecting big things from you, you know, and then and then later on, you know, saying, God, you know, you've been struggling, but we're behind you. We know you're going to come through, you know, don't be, you know, try not to press or whatever, you know, just kind of take on that dad thing that you would say to somebody when when 
when they're struggling and try and help them through that. This is going to be. You'd think that you maybe would hear that in a soundbite from a player about a general manager that was, you know, yeah. like personable and came up to you and said, "Hey, man, we still believe in you, and we know how difficult it is." I was a pitcher, and I, you know, boy, there was one game where I gave up, you know, X amount of runs. Well, and, maybe they have had that conversation with but, him. Yeah, but why wouldn't he have said that? Well, I don't. Well, maybe he's lying. Maybe he's not telling you. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it seems like when Kelnick offered us what he offered us there on foul territory, that there would have been that that would have come out, but we didn't get that. Yeah, we didn't talk much. Yeah, it's just it's weird to me. And may, and maybe again, maybe there's other GMs that operate like that too. But God, we're going to be watching from afar this season with him. I mean, he's going to bat low in the lineup. He's with a bunch of studs in that lineup. He's going to an organization that is polar opposite of the Mariners. You want to talk about a, a an institution or a or a, uh, a franchise that is just all about winning and has one and one and one, uh, where the standard is about winning every year. That's what he's going to. From and and every- don't we automatically assume that he's going to be a triple crown winner? <laughs> well, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I mean, I just in in whether or not he was going to work out here. I think the mistake is I don't know what none of us know what he was ever going to develop into. Was he ever was it was his ceiling going to be this a fourth outfielder and maybe that's what he was going to be? Well, well I thought he was going to be one B to Julio's one A. Well, yeah, but I, <laughs> that's what we thought initially. I'm just saying what, what what we saw in his span here was his ceiling going to be just a you know just a guy? I, I don't know, and it will be determined, but. Uh, to me, it was a mistake to trade him now because let's see what happens. I mean, he's 23 years of age. This Luke Rayleigh guy's 29 or going to be 30, and he's no better than him. Not that close, and he's seven years older than him. Yeah, I thought that uh, I was on board for one more year, Kelnick. If it didn't work out after one more year, maybe they felt like they – Personality conflicts. That's what it's got to be. It's got to be that they just ran out of patience with him. And that's why I'm saying there's another side to the story where I'll defend the Mariners for a quick second. Is what that we're 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 getting Jared's point of view here. Yeah, I never felt like Kelnick was like Mister Clubhouse guy like Gino was. Maybe maybe I have a wrong impression there, well, but I, I didn't feel like he was like the most well liked teammate in and there. And again, we talked about you know when he lost his temper and he kicked a he kicked a water cooler. I mean, I and I know a lot of players came to his defense. Hey, we accepted his apology, but you know there's other 25 other guys in that clubhouse who are like you're an idiot. You're an absolute idiot. We need you, and you just cost us. You're one of our better players. We need you on the field. Yeah, but didn't they play better for a while after he was gone? I think you're right. <laughs> it's like, and so, and it might have had something to do with the schedule, though, lightening yeah. up. But, but you know. yeah. No, it's. I think there were mixed feelings about that. I, I bet you there were some guys in there that were going, God, I'm glad he kicked that cooler so we get rid of him for a while. <laughs> what a season this is going to be for these guys. Starts in less than a month. Less than a month, and right now what they have trotted out there for a lineup is uh, is. Are you still going to be excited to hear the cleats on the concrete? Yeah, I will, and that's what's sad. <laughs> Just sad. I will because once once Egan is down there and with that stupid camera that's on the ground and shows them walking out, you do the. I'm going to be like, ah, oh, it's back. Yeah, I will be, and, too. and I'll be sucked in. All right, voicemails next. All right, so Puck and the go-to guy. We're here at the WAC uh, later today, the luncheon for the 
Well, for the meantime, the last Morris Trophy Award uh, will be handed out to the best offensive lineman, defensive lineman in the conference, Troy Fautanu of Washington, winning it on the offensive side. Leia Latu of UCLA winning on the defensive side, voted on by the players. We may sneak one of them or both of them on uh, before the luncheon. We'll find out. They may just burst on in and we'll pivot right away. So if we play in voicemails and we get out of it or tweet of the day, we get out of it. It's because one of those gentlemen have uh, popped on in here. All right, voicemails every single day. We, we didn't play them yesterday because it was light. And I'm worrying with some recent changes here. Carol out. Adam's out. We may lose some of these guys. Where's Stan? Well, Adams Where's is still here. here. That's, that's we think right. he's going to be out. No, Pete Carroll, wherever he ends up, oh, we Pete. still have to hear what he's doing, what he's up to. Yeah. PGA season is underway, Jim Nance. You know? I mean, yeah. Can we get a voice? Can we yeah, get something on that? We're down, All right. down in the desert. You can always leave us a voice on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, download it today, please. Uh, there to uh, your smartphone. We would love to hear from you. On voicemails. you got 30 seconds to record us. Wow us with all of your knowledge and comedic timing. Chris, how many we got today? Light day again. We oh, have two. Jesus. Two. This is what happens when we're, 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 out of, we're, we're out for sports talking for five days. And we let Softy and Fane have the show. They, they, they murdered him. Yeah, they did. Uh, do we, can we get a Jed Fish impersonation? How about, you know what? Not Jed Fish. I want Amber Fish. So I want somebody to do Amber Fish and tell us. <laughs> How day two of living in the cold and rain's going for her? Yeah, but Has she's, she got she's new... back in Tucson already. Oh, she was back the second that press conference ended. She <laughs> right back to Boeing, right back on that plane back home. Yeah, because I heard uh, Fish say that uh, she went back so the kids could go through school. And yeah, then well, they're all going to She went back summertime. so she could kick her heels up at the affinity pool and have more Pinot Gris. That's where she went. She's going to get back here in June and go, hey, you know what? June, July, August, this place isn't too bad. June, no, it's not. It is. June sucks. June's not bad yes, now. Yes, it does. Since global warming, June's been good. Yeah, actually, you know, global warming does have one benefit. June has been a little bit nicer. All right, let's hear it. Voicemails. Hey, guys. GQ. Jerry here. And just a quick update on the Mariners as we're sending out a memo for what reporters can ask. You will be asked to refrain from 54% comments any contract disputes, any players coming and going, and anything at all as I will continue my closed-door policy. You will be permitted to ask about Banner Night while we're hanging a banner for beating the Astros in the regular season, and that will be all. Thanks, guys. I'll continue to shove more... Oh, a banner he for winning. He needed 35 he seconds. He wanted a banner for winning the regular season title against Houston. Remember how exciting? You were one of those guys that wanted the banner. Well, we won the regular season against Houston. Can Jesus. Jer- can Jerry call back and get that? Continue to hey, shove crap down. If we front. win the Cactus League, can we do Do they have a banner for that? Can we put that up there? How about just beating San Diego? Like if you win the, the Peoria Series? The Vetter Cup. Yeah, is that what it is? I think that's what we've kind of called it, the Vetter Cup. Yeah. <laughs> no, GQ Jerry, he's still what checking is, in. What are the betting odds? Hold on. Let me pick. What, what are the odds right now? Seattle Mariners. Don't kid me. You're looking at Sunjay to see how he's doing. Jesus. (laughs) World Series. Have you hit bottom when you're betting on golf every week? Because I'm there. Yeah? I am officially there and have been for a long time. Plus 2,000 to win the World Series. It seems low, doesn't it? I mean, don't you want better odds than that on the Mariners? That's that's what, 20 to 1? 20 to 1? That's all the Mariners are? 
Wouldn't you be a fool to bet on him at 20 to 1? Oh, I gotta look at the other odds to win the division. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you need? You need 50 to 1, don't you? I mean, like, how optimistic are you about these guys this year? Oh, really? I'm, are you seriously? Oh, oh, I'll do cartwheels. No, I'm not. I'm not optimistic at all with the off season they've had. I mean, it's like Colton Wallen all over again, isn't it? Do you yeah. think the off season moves that they made are good, fair, poor, excellent? Pick one of those. I, I like Garver. Yeah. The rest. Okay. So Garver, so you have a full time DH. I like Garver. Yeah. He's okay. All right. Rayleigh, you don't sound like you're too excited about him. It's, it's He's Jared Kelnick, but he's older. Hanniger? No. I like Mitch Hanniger, but no. What about the kid they just got from Kentwood? He went to Kentwood. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> Kentridge, we are KR. First of all, Kentwood's not in Kent. It's in Covington, so rename the high school. Covington High School. Yeah. So you're not a fan of his? No. <laughs> he's a swing guy, though. That- yeah, he's a swing guy. You know, he's a swing guy? Like- oh, that's right, because they're going to stretch him out as a starter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe this, they'll surprise us somehow, someway. All right, let's get to the final voicemail. Well, good morning, Buck. My name is P.K. here uh, over in my house. And, uh, you know, uh, just uh, still got the juice, you know. Uh, I told you guys that before. And uh, I want to get players in the zone again, you know. So uh, I went over to uh, Montlake and uh, took them some grape juice because uh, it's purple. And I know they uh, they like that, and uh, talk to them, you know, maybe about helping out a little bit, because uh, you know I can I can still get it done, and I know they're gonna have a new QB, you know, and uh, man, can I whisper to those QBs? But hey, go Hawks! He was over there. He had a picture with uh, Jed Fish. Of course, he was his quarterbacks coach at one time. His son Brennan is on the staff at Arizona. He's the offense coordinator, offensive line coach. Not really the offense coordinator title. Fish calls the plays. But, yeah, I wonder how much Pete Carroll will help out Jed Fish. I bet a lot. I, I, he's going to help out Jed Fish in Washington more than he's going to be in this advisor role with the Seahawks. I'll guarantee you that. This advisor role is such – I think everyone recognizes how BS this advisor role is. This is just a way to smooth the firing of him and then still give him money. He's yeah, not and, advising and, and, them on And anything. you don't – if you're the new coach coming in, you don't want Pete Carroll up not. above you, do you? It's it, it's where I would be. I understand, like no, the, no disrespect to Carroll. I mean, because he still has a lot to offer, but yeah. but you can't have him over your shoulder. No, it's it's the worry that I think Kalen DeBoer should have. Honestly, I mean, I know he can pick Nick Saban's brain, and that's going to be great. But to have Nick Saban still there, to have Nick Saban in the front row of the press conference the other day. And everybody around him, and he's just going to be compared to him nonstop. The fact that Nick Saban's going to have an office in the football stadium, that is just, that's why last week I said it's a mistake big time that he's taking the uh, He's. I think he's going to regret that looking back. And then, you know, probably justify it by going, God, I had to take it, though. I wonder, I've thought about this yesterday, I wonder if he got bullied by his agent to take it. Nah. I don't think so. No. You don't think it's a possibility that his agent talked him into taking that job, that he was kind of on the fence, but his agent kind of pushed him over the fence a little bit? I don't know Jimmy Sexton, but I I, I like to think that that, that that didn't happen. Guy wields a lot of power, man. A lot of power in college football. 
He moves chess pieces ever. He orchestrated a guy to step down and a guy to take his spot, but at the same time orchestrated, knowing that DeBoer was going to be the guy that he handpicked. And in the meantime, he is orchestrating new deals for his other clients. That's that's a man that wields a lot of power. Yeah, but that's that's taken a conspiracy theory too far, I think. I like it. You know, I'm, I'm hoping it's right. I think it's right on. <laughs> okay. I think it's right on. No, I, I, you know, to your point, will he regret it? Yeah, I think there's a strong possibility he will. I mean, I don't think he'll. Have last we found there. out how much he's making there? No. I mean, he's. I mean, we figure it's at least ten, if not twelve, though, don't we? I haven't seen it anywhere, and I want to know where all these Husky fans came up with Jed Fish's buyout was twenty million. Where was that at? Where 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 did that come from? Because what's what's official? It's 12. twelve, and it goes down every year. But where did twenty million come from? Who who reported twenty million, and then everybody on Twitter ran with it? Because anytime it was all like. Anytime anyone said, I think this is a mistake, he'll leave in a two years. He's not going to leave. You're an idiot. You don't know anything you're talking about. His buyout's $20 million. I'm like, where did the $20 million come from? Yeah, but even if it's $20, do not I mean, a school like Florida, don't, don't you think they would, if they really want a Jed Fish in I a year? just want to know where case zero was. Who's the first one that floated out $20 million was the buyout? Because everybody on social media ran with that figure. Yeah, I heard a lot of comments about that. He's not leaving because twenty million dollar buyout. Yeah, and I don't know where nothing that came from. in that buyout will prevent Jed Fish from leaving. Nothing, even the twelve million after next year. That you just saw a team pay twelve million. Yeah, and then it goes down every year. I mean, there's nothing. Nothing's going to prevent that at all. No, I'd, I'd be watching Florida all year long if I'm a Husky fan. I'd be watching. And I'm rooting for Florida to have a good record. I'll t- and I'm going to give you the NFL team to watch, the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know what they've done with Nick Sariani oh, yet. with Roseman. Because Howie Roseman and Jed Fish were roommates in college. Is that enough, though? Is that enough? Like, what? Hey, that guy was my roommate. I'm going to hire him to be well, the coach but, of my NFL team. Well, the guy second in charge of the Seahawks was the roommates of that guy. Burt Cold was just a roommate of Paul Allen. No, I don't. <laughs> Think of your college roommates. Would you hire them to do anything? No. They were <laughs> drunks <laughs> and degenerates. God, I sure had a hell of a good time with all my roommates. So. <laughs> Jesus, I miss those days. Uh, <laughs> you were so young and you were experimental back then, too. All right, coming up next, your tweet of the day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, we're back. We're live from the Washington Athletic Club today where they're handing out the Morris Award for the Offensive Lineman of the Year in the Pac-12 and the Defensive Lineman of the Year in the Pac-12. It's Jim Moore here with Jason Puckett. He's got the sport coat on and the, the hood. You can talk a little louder. Why are you whispering? 
I'm not whispering. You're kind of whispering. I'm I just came in talking in my usual project mo- out your my monotone self. I want a lion. Yeah, I don't know. You Come know, on, don't, don't you want just a regular voice? Just give a lion voice. Like so many people You're have that. Going, so many people have that radio. Not voice, doing a radio though. voice. I don't want to be that radio guy. Just, just project yourself a little bit more. You're just kind of as oh, Jim Moore here at the. Why winner. don't you just come in and say, "Hey, thanks for you know taking over when well, we came back from break. It's time you. for the tweet of the Thank day." Thank you very much. I was out there having a nice conversation with Mark Bruner. You heard of him? Yeah. Yeah. I said big, big fan of. He said I was. Let's he was see, a big fan. Tight of end. Yeah, he was tight, tight end. Son he was Carson. on that Husky co-championship team, right? Son Carson is on the football team. That's right. Had a not, very nice conversation. Did you? What he were you said talking about? Was he from Aberdeen or where was he from? I believe so. He says, yeah. oh, wait, I, I know. He was nice to put a face with a name. And then he didn't go on after that, but I could see he him. say, I really like your co-host. No, He's cool. I could Kinda, see you know, him. getting up there a little bit, but I still like him. I could see his opinion circling his mind. Oh, you're, you're the a-hole <laughs> that I don't like that I listen to. <laughs> Yeah, you work with another Coog, and yeah, you guys kind of bash us all yeah, the time. You yeah. think it's pretty funny. Yeah, you guys were ho- rooting for Michigan. Yeah, you yeah. two guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I could see that. That's what he was thinking. That's okay. Hey, that's fine. We're easy targets. We should be. Bruner is still big guy. Is he? No, he's slimmed down. He looks he? great. He looks like a like a small forward. Does he? NBA. Yeah, yeah. Looks great. Right. Looks really good. Uh, all right. And then Chuck Nelson just popped in. Chuck, no, I love Chuck Nelson. I do too. Chuck, I just Seattle Golf Country Club, please. Yeah. Chuck's great. Hey, Chuck. Chuck's great. As long as you don't bring up 1982, then you're good to go. I don't ever bring it up, but you do. uh, (laughs) Most times you see him. I just want to play there, and I don't want to pay full freight. (laughs) That's all. That's all I want. Uh, tweet of the day, of course, uh, we do it uh, every single day here at 1145. It's uh, Puck and the Go-To Guy, uh, where we scour uh, the Internet. And how about that? We don't, we don't even have to do it. Right now, sitting down, look look who it is. How you doing, sir? Throw the, throw the headsets on here for you. Um, yeah, look at this guy. Look how good you look. All right, now, you tell us if we screw it up. Layer two, Latu. Layer two, Latu. Okay, so I mean, it was kind of close, right? Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Defensive, it. defensive end from UCLA. Congratulations! This must be just a thrill. Tell us how Thank you me. feel about winning this award. I mean, it's crazy just to be recognized by you know the rest of the O linemen in the pack. I think that's a really big honor, and to be up there with Troy Faltanu. I mean, I was there with him 2019, 2020 at UW. So I mean, that's right? I mean, it's crazy to see where we're at now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're talking to a couple of Cougs, and you ruined the day for us. <laughs> you I mean, did. How often were you God. in the backfield that day? I don't know, but it was such a fun and exhilarating game. No, it wasn't. I'm, I'm, Not I'm, for us. I'm training. It was with... miserable. <laughs> you you destroyed every play no. that we had. <laughs> Were you the one to have that you forced the fumble on the tight end? Yeah, yeah that wasn't fun. It was a little screen that they uh, yeah. did to the tight end. Yeah, we, we liked the pick six though that, that we had against you. You remember that? No, I know. I do remember that. <laughs> I don't forget that. I'm actually training with Brendan Jackson and uh, okay. uh, RJ right now. And how's that? Awesome. Where are you guys training? Excellus in Phoenix. Okay, and that, yeah. how's that going? Great. Excited for the NFL. Yes, sir. Yeah, where are you, you going to go, you think? Out of anywhere. <laughs> anywhere that pick me up, I'll, I'll be glad. Well, what's it been like for you as far as, like, I mean, you transferred from UW, you went to UCLA, and you, at one point with the neck injury, you probably you yeah. were told you would never play again. I mean, it's been a roller coaster of emotions, but, I mean, after I was told that, I mean, I kind of just told myself, you know, I don't want to give up on my dream. I've been having dreams of playing in the league ever since like five six years old and I, I haven't given up on that and I didn't let that deter me or anything so you know I just kept pushing forward had the help of my loved ones and yeah 
Do you think if you'd gotten a different diagnosis that you would have stayed at Washington? I've, yeah, I would have loved to stay at, at Washington. I mean, shoot, I told him I'd do anything to stay there and to let me keep playing there, like anything. I love my brothers there. I mean, seeing where they took that program and, you know, it sucks that, you know, I wasn't able to continue my career there at Washington and I really would have really loved to. But, I mean, God had different plans for me and ended up at UCLA and I was able to do big things. Because there's a little, is there a little bit of that regret when you saw where they were at this year? What? Well, I Not regret I was, on your end, yeah. but obviously because it was out of your hands. Well, I was just looking, I was like, dang, I could have been playing with those yeah. guys and stuff like that. It would have been super fun. But, I mean, you know, I, I love that they got to be in that limelight. We have an afternoon show host. His name's Softy, and he's going to hear this right now, and he's going to drive off the road in a fit of anger <laughs> because he's going to be so upset hearing you say you wish you would have stayed. Yeah. I mean, I had no control. I to see you going after J.J. McCarthy, I think. Is really yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's it's just a whirlwind of that kind of stuff. So, oh, listen, you want you, we can put Troy on here. Right? Yeah. Troy, come yeah, here. We'll throw you on here, too. <laughs> Let's Look at this guy. Bro. We're gonna have them both on here at the same time. Here, Troy, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this. We'll get a chair for you. Look at this. We're just we're producing on the fly. Troy, good to meet you. How are you, sir? Hi, Congratulations. Troy. Jim. Pleasure. Throw those on for me. Dang. You hear you hear okay? <laughs> okay. Gift. All right. All right. No. Troy, I want you to evaluate him as a defensive uh, player. Uh the best defensive player in the country, man. Really? Hey, there's no other words for it. Okay. Now, this is the best offensive no. player in the country. Yes, sir. How? What, what was hard about going up against him? He's just so active with his hands. I mean, he's so athletic and, you know, over 300. And I mean, I used to lift with him. He over here front squatting 500 pounds like, oh. like it's nothing. So... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, right? uh, Troy Fautano is uh, with us. You're the 16th Husky to to win that award. Man. I don't know if you're you're aware of that. What uh, we we asked Alea to what what that meant to him. What does that mean to you? I mean, it's truly an honor to be, you know, la- named alongside some of those guys like uh, Caleb McGarry, Vita Vea, Greg Gaines. I mean, it's an honor to be alongside this beast right here. <laughs> I mean, it's truly an honor, man. I'm just so excited to be here and, and so grateful. Troy, what was this season like for you? I mean, it was a storybook season, you know, for the most part. Until the I know that you didn't get the ending that you wanted, but uh, boy, what a terrific year you guys uh, had! Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. It was looking back at it now, it's like, wow, we really did accomplish a lot. But when you're in the middle of the chaos, you know, it's kind of hard to sit back and see what you're doing. Uh, but man, fourteen to one. I mean, like you said, it, we didn't get the outcome we wanted, but um, I'm just so grateful to have been through what we did this year we asked we asked later to this question for you what what um you got to this journey there's a lot of people in your probably in your past that helped you get here when was this dream of kind of where you're at now and now the next level going to the nfl when, when did that all start and who helped you guide you to the to this moment i mean the dream of playing at the next level has been a dream of mine since i was young i mean ever since i started playing football i mean at first when i started playing football i didn't want to play i was kind of forced to play football but <laughs> Who forced I, I, you? My uncle my my parents, they kind of seen that I was getting a little too big. I was always a big kid. <laughs> but but I grew I grew a love for the game really quickly, and, and ever since then, man, it's this has been the goal, and it's just crazy to see um, all this stuff flourish right in front of me, man. I'm just excited to get going and um, take that next chapter. Yeah, boy, the, boy, the NFL. And I, I look at guys like you, kids like you guys, and I'm thinking, man, I wonder how much you guys have made in, in an hour, you know, like minimum wage type stuff. And now you're going to be 
millionaires? I mean, later too, what, what's, that, what's that like for you? I mean, shoot, God willing, all that works out, and we get picked up where we wanted to be. And but it's crazy to think about where we where we're gonna end up in literally two months. Troy, uh, how could you not convince him to stay? Oh right? man, <laughs> oh, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, you know, just to see uh, what had gone on at that time. But um, we we always knew. Everyone in that locker room always knew that Lionel was was destined for greatness. Man, uh, you ask anybody on that team. Um, and I'm just so happy that you know he was able to go get that opportunity to play at UCLA, and he took every opportunity head on. And Troy, this is a, a day of celebration, but this last week has just been probably a whirlwind for mm-hmm. you, right? Yeah. For all of your teammates, current and former. I mean, what can for we haven't heard from many of you guys, you know, since what has all taken place with Kalen leaving, now Jetfish coming in, of course the national championship and all that. What, what for your guys that are still on the team and, and past players, what, what has this last week been like? Uh, yeah, it's been really chaotic, man. The, the group chat's been blowing up. It hasn't been <laughs> this like active. It hasn't been this active in, in a while. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, uh, however your feelings are about the whole situation, man, I'm just, I'm just happy for Coach DeVore and, and the opportunity that he's uh, been given and I mean you can't be mad at the guy as much as we gotcha. as much as you want to like you can't really be mad at the guy I mean he's just doing what's best for his family and that's exactly what we're trying to do so you can't blame him for for wanting to take that next step and um, I guess that next step's Alabama so good luck to him and uh, the rest of the staff whoever leaves whoever stays but I, I feel for my brothers that are in, that are staying at UW but I know they'll figure it out yeah, that's probably a hard one. I mean, you guys are young guys, you know, and that's a, that's a big blow to lose your coach like that. And you you tweeted out, "I'm I'm sick for the boys, man." Yeah. And uh, but it sounds like th- now that you've had some time to think mm-hmm. about it, you feel like your teammates feel the same way about your coach leaving and going to Alabama. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you can't say that for everybody, but um, you know, personally, I mean, Lotsu was there when uh, we lost Coach Pete. Um, when he retired yeah. and, and Coach Lake took over. I mean, coaching changes aren't always easy, but at the end of the day, it just, uh, just depends on who can adapt and who can't. I mean, you're going to find out real soon um, who really are the guys that, you know, want to be successful and, and they want to take that next step regardless of who's coaching. So, yeah, What, man, what was that team meeting like when he, when he spoke to you? I wasn't there. Yeah, oh, okay. I had already been – I already packed up my stuff and I was already gone. But I know some of the guys were <laughs> – uh, I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen the video sure. uh, that was tweeted out there, but um, the the news already broke out before there, so it's kind of yeah. it was kind of hard for a lot of those guys. Uh, the emotions really high, you know. A lot of guys weren't able to really sit back and think. A lot of guys were just saying stuff, but hey, man, I'm kind of just happy that I'm <laughs> not really having you're to not, deal with it. You're having to move on, much, right? But oh, man, I hate stuff. Up. All right, Latu, he, I didn't know this about him, but he, last thing quickly, and I know you guys got to go, I think lunch starts in a couple of minutes. I think he played volleyball in high school? Did yeah, you? I did. Okay. Yeah. Did you play, what did you play? Anything else that's kind of like volleyball? Rugby, I guess. Rugby, all yeah. right. Yeah. Were you a good volleyball player? I was all right. Yeah? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I would think so. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, we got to let you guys go. We're, again, that's time. Congratulations to both of you. Thank all you, right? sir. And winning that award, and best luck in the NFL. Thank you. Congratulations. Right, there they are. Uh, Troy Fatano and uh, Leitu Latu, uh, winners of the final Morris Trophy Award handed out here at the WAC. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more final hour next here on 93.3 KJRFM. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.